At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are off and running. I had to take a sip of water. We got we had some screaming and yelling here in studio, oh, and it had man. nothing to do with the hockey game that is going on. That's Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Gotta love this time of year because we are sweating out. We are one together with our producer Aaron Oster and his <laughs> beloved alma mater, and we just saw a outrageous call. And they wow, that is uh, that's game changing. So. We are off and running. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. This is unbelievable. <laughs> like, if you guys are not watching Maryland versus UConn, you would not understand. Nobody's watching like, that game. No one I, understands. I would love – can somebody in the back put the audio on? And I want to know what they said. <laughs> the first baseman was standing in the middle of the first base back, and Maryland's runner ran into him. But, I mean, he literally, like, was in on the bag. That's, that's, yeah, I don't, I don't, wow. that, that's, I, that's I, awful. I broadcasted baseball for five years, played it my whole yeah, life. Is, whoa. I have no idea how that was called, but Hey, that's the beauty of, uh, of this show. We're sweating out all sorts of things. It is three to one after two periods in Edmonton, the Oilers trying to avoid a sweep at the hands of the Colorado avalanche. And they have scored two goals or they scored two goals in the second period. But yeah, it, it is, uh, it is funny. The things that, You'll watch because of gambling or personal interest because of our producer, Aaron Oster. But I I, I don't understand that whatsoever. I'll uh, be honest. I was low-key rooting for UConn because they're in the AAC. But now I'm team Terp all the way. <laughs> yeah, let's go, Aaron. I mean, I, he, yeah, that, that was so bogus. He beat out the play regardless, and then they called runner interference. Oh, my god! It has been that was bogus. ump show all over the place. By the way, there was a game earlier today. Uh, that that I was watching didn't have any betting action, but was uh, rooting for our our friend Derek Stevens and his alma mater, Michigan. They got hosed on a on a botched replay. So, man, hopefully, hopefully, as they say in basketball, Sean, ball don't lie. Hopefully, uh, the Terps can. Uh, is the manager Papio? No, that uh-huh. is uh, not the head coach. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what else the runner could have done. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that that is baffling. All right. Okay. Well. Let's- Welcome in. Uh, Welcome. We're, we're, we're talking college baseball regionals here, um, which are, by the way, f- wildly entertaining. And I will say this: uh, next weekend, 
The Super Regionals, hot take here, better than Omaha because it's home field. The crowds are ridiculous. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But that's enough on college baseball to start a show. We don't want to get fired. Let's talk about some uh, some major league sports that are going on as we speak. We'll get to game two of the NBA Finals here momentarily. But by the way, good call by you. Thank you much. Good call by me too. Uh, the under and the Warriors comes home relatively easily. Uh, so that was a enjoyable Sunday evening for, mm-hmm. for both of us. Um, and uh, we've got game four going on as we speak right now, Sean, on the ice. And the Oilers are showing some life here. Uh, they trail, or they're up three to one. Uh, three unanswered goals in that second period. Uh, Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and then with about a minute to go, Connor McDavid uh, found the back of the net. So a 3-1 lead right now. For the Edmonton Oilers looking to close off or tr- looking to advance uh, to a game five plus 450 right now, as you see on your, your graphic there on the money line for the Avalanche. Do you believe the Avs so, can come back? I, I want everybody that's uh, around the computer, their phone, hit me up. I have to make a real life decision here. Should I take Colorado plus 467 is what the stations app has them to win the game. It's 3-1 into the second period. Do you think the Avs come back and win? Hit me up at Real Sean King on Twitter. Uh, I want to know. I want to know what I should do because I asked him and he responded with, uh, "You're Puck So that is true. You are Puck Why would you ask my advice? Puck I didn't really Sardamas. want it. I just wanted your opinion. <laughs> opinion and advice are two different things. Well, it's. I mean, you don't listen to me ever, anyways. So <laughs> I, t- I said, "Serve me well I so s- far." I said countless times on on Friday's show, "Take the under." Of course, yeah. I'm sure you didn't take the under. So I had a lot out there, a lot of liability, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel strongly one way or another about it. So I kind of sometimes you know I didn't go against you. I didn't take the over. I just well, good you didn't bet lost. the total. Yeah, I just took Golden State minus four. It actually closed, I think, four and a half. Uh, yeah, it was four and a half a little bit when we were talking. Then we saw a little bit move down to four, back up to four and a half. I think South Point actually got up to five mm. uh, for a moment in time. So uh, a lot on the NBA Finals certainly today. Uh, any changes in you know thought process, reaction to game number two last night. Uh, we'll talk to our good friend, former college hoops coach, uh, Jamie and Christian, who's been keeping a very close eye on this series. He will join us uh, a little bit later on. By the way, did you uh, get an offer from the uh, the Live Tour? Did you take? Did you turn it down? So here's what happened. They think because Tiger turned down the high nine million dollar offer that I was going to do the same, mm-hmm. and uh, I did send an email mm-hmm. saying that I could be had for a lot less than two hundred million. They offered him more than that from what well, I heard. Well, Phil got 200 Yeah, yeah. Norman, oh, I'm sure Norman said they offered Tiger high nine figures. High nine <laughs> figures. I mean, Tiger, bro, with the way your, your, your leg is right now, I might have went and picked that up. I know you don't need the cheese, but you could have just had like a little giveaway spree or something. You know what I mean? Good door. Uh, Dustin Johnson got $125 million, and this is upfront money from what I'm hearing. They still are eligible to win all the purse money. Yeah. And you would have to presume that they should dominate, especially initially. The fields can't be that deep or talented compared to what they've been playing against in the PGA. Very interesting. I think ultimately what's going to happen, it's going to force the PGA Tour to make some adjustments because an uh, interesting article I read on Tiger explaining why he turned it down. He said it was because of legacy. It was because of the history attached to the PGA Tour. But he said he did understand some of Phil's concerns and that there were – issues, I think, between the players and the tour that I think need to be rectified. So 
PGA Tour, I know you guys have been like in a position of power. You might want to come off that high horse and come off it quick because at the end of the day, money talks. And if they're willing to give just Dustin Johnson $125 million, I mean, I couldn't imagine what they give some of your other stars. And you already have a ratings issue if Tiger doesn't play. So to then lose a Shuffler or you know anyone else is kind of in the top ten right now, I think could be extremely damaging to well, uh, Major League. But I mean to uh, the PGA. Well, we'll talk more about this. Uh, our good friend Steve Sands from the uh, from the Golf Channel will join us later on in the show. We'll get his thoughts. Uh, but we do have odds. Uh, the first live uh, tournament is this weekend over in London. Dustin Johnson, the favorite at five to one. Uh, we got. I gotta get to the bottom of it. I need to know if our guy Big Balls is going to be going with Louis Ustazen. Ten to one, mm-hmm. uh, at least at Westgate. We'll see what uh, other spots open. But can we get? Where can we bet this? Uh, the Westgate, and I'm sure other places will put them up. Has, is Circle carrying it? Uh, I haven't seen it as of yet, um, but I, I'd be curious. I, I I would imagine, Sean, at some point you're going to uh, you're going to see odds. By the way, Matt Medcalf, I had to laugh a little bit. Matt Medcalf. Uh, Main odds maker here at Circa tweeted uh, Jeff Sherman's uh, tweet today. He goes, "This looks like a list of popular bets, bet uh, popular popularly bet golfers for the Masters that have zero chance of winning." <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. It's Sergio, Kevin Na, Louis Oosthuizen, Dustin Johnson, Ian Poulter, Phil, Charles Schwartzel. So a lot of recognizable names maybe not as uh elite of the of the uh, group but, but uh, can you, are, are you i'm not blaming anybody colorado just scored and that was mckinnon and i have mckinnon anytime goal that is phenomenal i knew i should have took that 467 not over yet i just had a feeling just the way they're skating right now i, I had a feeling 31 seconds into the third period Ooh. and it is now three to two yes this is mckinnon's goal right uh let's check it out no oh that went off the leg of the oh they might give it to McKinnon, right? Uh, looks like they'll give it to Taves, but uh, they probably shouldn't. It didn't touch his stick. But hey, maybe you'll get lucky. Yeah, because we need the luck after. Yeah, what I need just him to go ahead and tie it up. Game. I have him on uh, three-way money line. I have him on the puck line. We're losing all bets, right? <laughs> I didn't even get lucky enough for McKinnon to touch the puck. <laughs> oh man! That's By okay. the way, I need to know. The people need to know. So yesterday, yesterday afternoon. Uh huh. I'm sitting there watching the lightning game. It's nip and tuck. It's back and forth. What was Puckstradamus's King Lightning uh-huh. reaction to the game-winning goal? Uh, here's what I would say about that series. Uh, what is Tampa right now to win the series? I just want to know. I'll get you I know. That. I, I know. know. I want a plus 120. I'm going to put a significant wager on that. And here's why. Didn't you put it on Friday? I did. I'm going to bet again. Here's why Tampa still hadn't played good. Like, they still have not played a, a good game, and it's 2-1. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense, like, the Rangers actually really outplayed Tampa, especially the second and third period on, on uh, was that Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. So, I mean, Tampa's in a great spot, if you ask me. I mean, because New York has played as good as they can play. Tampa hadn't played close to their full potential yet. And uh, I just got a report. Braden Point was on the ice 45 minutes All right. the other day. So it looks like he's getting Your healthier. Guy, you've been asking I don't know him. exactly when he's going to return, but it looks like he's working towards a return. I like Tampa, man. It's just I, I feel like it took them these three games to kind of get the rust off of having that extended break. 
and they're just kind of quasi starting to get in the groove. Victor Hedman played a better game. I still can't figure out what Kucherov is doing half the time. But Vasilevsky played a much better game in goal, made some tough saves. So I, I like Tampa. To me, Tampa's in the catbird seat because they still haven't played. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Their best. Well, and they, what they were able to do, I mean, they got 52 shots on that. I mean, they were peppering. But they weren't good Sturkin. shots. They probably had 10 good shots and 42 just, uh, I'm going to flick something soft to the net and hope something good happens. I mean, these weren't like normal Tampa Bay Lightning expertly play shots. So that's kind of what I mean when I say Tampa still got a lot of room to get better and play better. We are off and running. It is the nightcap. Avalanche making things interesting. It is three to two. NBA Finals one to one. Our thoughts on what we saw last night. Next. Are you, are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free uh, nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at Zen.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N dot com slash 10. Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Game four of the Western Conference Finals underway in the third period, and Colorado has cut the deficit down to one. It is three to two. Uh, your current live line on this one, Sean, it was plus 450 here, or at least at DraftKings, I should say. And uh, the Oilers have now made it four to two. Yeah, so if you just took, like that. If you took the under, boy, this is Not tragic. Great. Not great. <laughs> this is tragic. Well, it's what you get for betting an under in this series, even though it's two to the one under, coming into the this under game. has been fruitful. But and it looked like an under game. I mean, it was playing to an under game until it wasn't. Yeah. Well, that's that's the story of uh, of these two teams. So it is now four to two. Edmonton has now regained that two goal advantage, and the total, Sean. 
uh, actually went down to six and a half in most spots. The only place I see that actually stayed seven was here at Circa. Almost everywhere else was six and a half. So uh, got to imagine the majority of the public was was firing on the over, even though we've seen back-to-back unders uh, in this series. But it is now four to two, 16 minutes to go. And uh, I still feel like Colorado's going to win. Yeah? Yeah, I do. Okay. Your puck's your Damas. I I leave the, Let me the, see. The, the puck. I'm trying to talk myself in the in-game betting the abs. That's what I think I'm doing. You would probably get pretty good value right now on. Pretty good. It's probably 1,000. <laughs> uh, let's see. Right now, uh, at least at DraftKings, it is uh, down at this moment. But I think yeah. probably get around. We'll, we'll see at the next break in the action. Then. Plus 623. Okay. Fifteen and a half minutes. It is the abs. It is. But you brought up a point. Um, I think it might have been off air. Not to say that they're not going to try, but is the motivation completely there, or can they just go back home, finish this thing off on Wednesday night in front of their home crowd? See, that's the thing. They, haven't lost, they haven't lost on the road in the playoffs. They've been better on the road than they have been at home. Which is is a lot of irony in that, but plus I just mean with a team like McDavid, I think they know if you can kill them, you need to kill them because they get Evander Kane back for the next game, who's suspended for this game, and uh, Godfrey's probably going to be out. He had the surgery, surgery on his hand, yeah. so they're shorthanded. I, I mean, they're going to try. I mean, they look like they're skating the win. Well, we'll keep our eye on that. Fifteen minutes to go, four to two. It looks like DraftKings is. Uh, Put up their in-game line again. It is seven to one, plus seven hundred for the Avs uh, on the money line, and the in-game total not a great, not great news uh, for those who uh, took the under six and a half uh, for the plus money because that is now in-game at eight. But uh, we will see uh, if you can hold on for for dear life there. Uh, if uh, you went with the under six and a half, or maybe went under seven, maybe went over six and a half. I don't know. Uh, we will see what uh, I imagine the majority of the public out there. Took the over. Yeah, especially at six and a half. Yeah. You had to pay some juice. You had to pay juice to the over, but uh, that is where we. Uh, I'd is. rather have over six and a half right now than under it. <laughs> I tell you that. Well, on the NBA front, Sean, it is one to one heading back, of course, to Boston uh, for the first time in this series. Game three will be Wednesday night. Warriors catching three and a half. The total has now dropped to tw- uh, 212 and a half uh your series price right now on uh, on this Boston at least at DraftKings is uh, a slight favorite at minus 115 Golden State minus 105 uh Steph Curry remains the favorite to win uh series uh, NBA Finals MVP Jason Tatum your second favorite and then Jalen Brown then there is a drop off a cliff so uh it was fun while it lasted Marcus Smart but I did have Jalen Brown. Uh, that was my prediction when we made our predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still got a chance, I, I think, to win MVP, even though Tatum certainly outplayed him, if, in fact, of course, the Celtics do come back. Looking back at last night, what was, uh, what was the thing that stood out to you the most? Well, initially it was Golden State's inability to create good shots. Because I was one that thought Boston's defense was slightly overrated. 
that this would be a scenario where Golden State had too many weapons. And in the first half, it kind of was the opposite. Like, they were really giving Golden State some issues defensively. Um, and then the second half, it just all changed. Jordan Poole start playing like the guy that Steph agreed to be the sixth man when he came back from injury initially. You know, Steph turned into Steph. I'm still kind of nervous because Klay Thompson still doesn't seem to be even 75% of the Klay Thompson that, that we know and love. It's almost but like someone mentioned that on this show. You did. You, this was smart of you. Um, Two straight but unders. I still, I, Two straight unders. Yeah, I still feel like I did. I still feel like if both teams play their best, Golden State's winning. See, I disagree. It's so funny. Me and you, we watch the same games, mm-hmm. and I completely disagree. I, I think if the Celtics play cleaner, don't give the ball uh, to the Warriors at a ridiculous rate, I think they're still more talented. And I thought Jordan Poole was kind of a front runner yesterday. I, I wasn't. I didn't take away from his game. You know when he started making shots when they were up seventeen. To me, Jordan Poole. He's got a very important niche in this series. It's when Steph is getting rest, don't let us get our butts kicked. And so far, it's kind of mixed results uh, on that. Now, could it change? Could game two have given him that confidence, Sean, that when he gets out there in the second quarter, when Steph is taking that rest, that he can get it going? Very possible. I mean, he started to hit those threes. But to me, they were non-pressure threes that Jordan Poole was hitting. Right now, in my opinion, it is... Steph Curry playing at a MVP level, which is what he what he's doing. And as much as you don't like the guy, Draymond Green changed that game. It was the Draymond Green agitator game. He was getting in people's minds. Did you see Udoka calling them names that we're not allowed to say on this on these air? I mean, he was chirping. He was first play of the game. He ties up Al Horford, gets a technical right away. Whether you like it or not, he knows the rules, Sean. He got that tech, and he knew. Guess what? I'm not getting ejected from this game. And he was going to push the limits throughout the game. I thought Draymond Green played the agitator role to perfection and did exactly what he needed to do. And he had seven assists. He had a block. He had a steal. He did the Draymond things. And you could tell it got in the Celtics' head. I think it was inexperience on the Celtics' part. Uh, It's amazing that a guy that everybody says is a Hall of Famer, we're talking about him skirting the rules from an agitation standpoint, not dominating the glass on the offensive or defensive Brian end. Brian Windhorst and Marcus, Mark Spears, their post-game podcast, you know what their first thing was? Draymond affected this game. It was the Draymond Green effect last night. <clears throat> he got in the Celtics' head and did what he had to do. I give him a lot of credit. You, I'm sure Celtics fans, public enemy number one is not Steph Curry, it's Draymond Green. And ask Cavalier fans about that. Ask Rocket fans about that. Draymond Green was, in my opinion, the biggest difference last night because it threw that Celtics team off. And as as Charles Barkley says, he had a nice triple single. It's fine. But you keep looking at points. I'm not looking at points. Nine points, five boards, seven assists. Yeah. And your point? That's a good game. Okay. And there are things... I mean, do you want me to invite you to Draymond Green's induction into the Hall of Fame? No, and I'm not going to be against him getting in if he gets in. I'm just saying. When like, he gets in. I think he had the perfect scenario. I don't think he could have went anywhere else and even been a consistent all-star. Draymond no less, Green, Hall by the way. Draymond Green last night joined LeBron, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and Scottie Pippen 
as the only players to rank in the top 10 all-time in NBA Finals assists and steals. Hashtag facts. And he was a massive difference last night. They needed Steph Curry to hit the shots. Once again, they dominated the third quarter, which they continued to do. But Draymond Green, I felt like, set the tone last night, got in the Celtics' head, a younger team, and they, you know, you mentioned inexperience. That was an inexperienced team. They were getting too many things too easily in game one. Draymond even kind of alluded to that, and I felt like he tweaked it. And now we're going to have to see what the Celtics will do to alter that game plan from Draymond. Well, listen, it all worked in my favor. I have Golden State to win the series and Steph to be MVP. So I think what uh, the Celtics will do is they'll remind their role players like you have certain roles. Grant Williams, this is your role. Agitate him as much as he's agitating you, and we'll see. I still think, though, from top to bottom, the Celtics are more talented and will ultimately come out. They did what they had to do. They got their one win. We'll talk to our good friend Jamie and Christian next to get his thoughts on the first two games of the NBA Finals. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with Peacock MLB Sunday Leadoff Challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in prizes. Visit DraftKings.com Peacock for more information. Don't just watch your shows. Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray, officially over in the Avs Colorado game. Game's not over. The total is over. Four to three. Uh, Oilers and Avs. Uh, Gabriel Landiscog just uh, found the back of the net there for the Avs. So four to three. Oilers trying to hang on and trying to force a game five, avoid a, sleep, a sweep at the hands of the top seed in the Western Conference. Well, the NBA Finals. Uh, we saw game two last night go to the Boston Celtics, or excuse me, to the Golden State Warriors, I beg your pardon. Game three will be on Wednesday night, and uh, a gentleman has been uh, f- kind enough to join us uh, throughout the majority of these playoffs. Jamie and Christian, former uh, head coach at George Washington and other stops in Division One hoops, and uh, loves breaking these games down. So, Jamie, and always a, a, pr- a pleasure uh, to have you on. I, I want to try to not lead the witness here. I, I just... <laughs> We just had a discussion uh, about Draymond Green and his impact last night. I'm just going to leave it at that. How impactful was Draymond Green last night, in your opinion? I think Draymond Green, you know, really dominated the game. And, you know, his ability to, you know, some people get mad about how he kind of interacts with the course of the game. But it's really great gamesmanship. You know, it's knowing how to play in the gray. It's knowing how to push your opponent to a place maybe that they can't play. You know, he does a lot of things uh, at a Hall of Fame level that people kind of don't talk about, you know, his ability to pass the ball and push and transition and make others better. But, you know, a big thing about making others better is helping them get to a mental space where they can go and be who they are. You know, when you look at um, the greatness of the Golden State Warriors and you look at how Klay Thompson can play and Steph Curry can play, um, you know, even Jordan Poole, um, when you look at Draymond's effect, it's really important that you have a tough, tough guy 
Um, that's really making sure you're not taking any, any mess from anybody. And he does an outstanding job of that. He really dominated the game last night by really taking the, the fight to everybody. Um, and he really gave the Warriors that little bit of an edge of what they needed. Now, see, that's the first person I've heard that mm. eloquently describe exactly mm. what Draymond Green is. Huh. He's not a great basketball player. He's a great life coach. <laughs> That's what Jamie had to say. He's, right? a, He's a life coach. I don't know. I, I don't know, Jamie. And how can you be a bad basketball player and be top 10 in NBA Finals history in steals and assists? I mean, I, it's just magical, yeah. I guess. There's a different opinion think... on this show about Draymond, <laughs> as you probably can tell. As you can pick up a little bit. Yeah. And my whole yeah, thing no, is I... it's not anti-Draymond. I just simply have said that I think he was – like sometimes your talent and your opportunity match perfectly. And I've only said that he was drafted into the one situation where I think he could excel, where his deficiencies were mitigated by the fact that the others on the team, that was where their strengths lay. That's all I've ever really yeah, said would you, about would, him. Would, would you say Troy Aikman was a Hall of Famer? Troy Aikman? Yeah. Yeah, Troy Aikman was pretty good. Yeah, like just if if I just evaluate Troy Aikman just on the skills that I think it takes to play quarterback, especially at that period, yes, he's a Hall of Famer. Without the championships, yeah, I mean, yeah without the championships. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I would say, you know, when you look at Draymond Green and you talk about Troy Aikman, I think you're looking at two guys that really. I mean, Troy Aikman's career numbers aren't the greatest numbers ever, but I think we all agree that he's a Hall of Famer. He's perfect for the how how the Cowboys wanted to play. You know, they wanted to play with Irvin out there on the out wide. Great line, great lineman up front, ran the, run the football. He's great for that kind of system, right? So, I mean, I feel like it's hard to take it away from Draymond because Draymond's perfect for that system that they run in Golden State. Uh, a guy that can play the four and the five, can guard one through five, and has the ability to create for everybody. That kind of player in basketball is very rare. You know, you're looking at guys, maybe Scottie Pippen, before I go to Anthony Mason. You know, those, those kind of guys through the history of basketball are really rare. The Ron Artest comes to mind. You know, what Draymond Green's able to do for the Warriors, uh, you know, the, all the, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, they've had great careers because they've had a tremendous guy at the four and the five position that can create for them, that can guard for them, that can create opportunities for them in transition. I, I agree. I think he came into a perfect situation for himself. So I'm not taking that away. I agree with you completely. That's a perfect situation for him. But I think there's a lot of guys that are in the Hall of Fame, Troy Aikman included, that you know, they came into the perfect situation for them and, and they became champions because of it. It's interesting that you brought up Troy because, like, just as a former quarterback, when I look at Troy Aikman, Jamie Young, I mean, he threw one of the prettiest balls I've ever seen. He was probably one of the most accurate quarterbacks that I've ever uh, seen. He also was an elite prospect. So, like, where I kind of push back slightly is, now, Troy went into the perfect situation because of what, actually matured around him. And I thought he showed a lot of selflessness by being willing to be this elite number one pick in a run-centric offense. I mean, Emmitt Smith is not the all-time NFL rushing leader if they had a different system. And he made it work. But I also think Troy could have went to a whole lot of NFL teams and been an elite quarterback, been a perennial pro bowler, potentially won a Super Bowl, if not multiple ones, you know, because it's hard to do that in that league, whereas when I look at Draymond, I'm just, if he gets drafted almost anywhere else, I just don't know that he has that impact. And I would say this, the one reason. He was fat and over shape, out of shape. Right, but, and, and I guess, and I hope he never, I hope he never leaves now because of the way it turned out. But my respect level for Scottie Pippen, as much as I loved him with the Bulls, it went up even more when he went to Portland. 
You know, the thing about yeah. Rodman is Rodman was Rodman on multiple teams. But like you it, don't know the answer mm-hmm. to that. Right, it, right. And that's what, that was my question. And, and I don't want anybody to think that I dislike Draymond or, or, or don't respect his impact or contributions as a, a former coach. I mean, you need guys like that. But I just think when I look at the skill set, there's a lot, in my opinion, that, you know, it, it, is left. Yeah, I think what's challenging, I think when we look at, you know, when you look at a guy like Draymond, I think the first thing we jump out at is, man, like he doesn't shoot it great. Um, and I think that's one of the first, it's funny, I mean, I was kind of doing this evaluation the other day, like what is a skilled player? And a lot of times when we say a guy is skilled, we say he's really a guy with size that can shoot it. Right. But a skilled player is really a guy that can pass it, can handle it, can move it, has True. a great IQ. True. Um, and, I, and I think that's why when I look at him, and I look at what he does in particular for the Warriors on both ends of the floor, like he's also their best health defender. Perfect and fit. He's, he's also got a guard. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I agree with you. I think he's the perfect fit. Um, I think for a lot of people that have great careers, though, the, you kind of match perfect time and place with the perfect coordinator, the perfect head coach, perfect guys around you. And so I don't think we can ever take that away from somebody because I think when you get that perfect match – I mean, that's when the magic really happens. So I got a question. So what he's able to do is, is special. So, Jamie, me and, and, and Tim kind of differ on this. If you were just looking at most talented, who's more talented as a roster, the Warriors or, or the Celtics, in your opinion, and why? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I actually did this research project about how their teams are built um, just to, to have fun with it. Um, I think they've both done an amazing job of building their team through the draft. They've done an excellent job of building a team through the draft. Um, I actually believe they're really similar and they're really even, you know, I mean, I think you had Steph Curry, who's one of the best players in, in NBA history. Clay Thompson who's really underrated should have been a top 75 NBA player. I don't know if the Celtics will have another guy on their team besides, besides Jason Tatum, who will be top 75, right, at the end of his career. Um, so I think you start with those two guys. I think when you look at a guy like Jordan Poole, you know, who do the Celtics have that, have a, that has a talent level like Jordan Poole? I mean, Jordan Poole in his third year averaged just – I think he averaged 18 points a game in his third season. Gilbert Arenas averaged 19.5, I think, in his third season, right? So you can easily say that Poole in this third year could end up as good as Gilbert was, right? So I think some of it, and then and then that's forgetting Andrew Wiggins, mm-hmm. who was the number one overall pick and the number one player, I believe, coming out of high school at the time. So I think in some regards, the Warriors may be more talented um, on paper if you go by the numbers, but I think the styles are what differ. You mm-hmm. know, you have a Boston team who can play with physicality and still make outside shots and defend at the rim. I think the Celtics might be a more complete team. When you look at the Warriors, you have a team that's really good perimeter defensively um, that can really make outside shots. And I think this is much more of a matchup between two teams that are similar in how they've been built, really good front office work, but also like differ in a style just slightly. And that's what you're really seeing in these matchups. The Celtics, when they can play with physicality and play with athleticism, you know they're really giving the Warriors a tough time. Um, when they don't play with physicality and toughness, the Warriors kind of have their way with them because they can kind of cut and move. It's uh, you know, it's just really fascinating game to watch, kind of going between the both. Chat once again with our good friend Jamie and Christian, longtime Division One men's basketball coach. Hey, coach, twenty seconds. Who wins this series after what you've seen so far? Uh, I think I'm going Celtics in seven. Oh <laughs> no! Oh, great minds, great minds think alike. Oh. Uh, Jamie, and always a pleasure. We will talk to you, no doubt, 
uh, down the road. Great stuff, Jay. Thanks so much. You guys take care. Thanks for having me on. There he is, Jamie and Christian. Well, he might be upset for a second, but he's really not upset. He's elated. Elated. We'll tell you why on the other side. It's the nightcap here on Beat. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. For the next few months, well, they're going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vsin.com and subscribers will have access to all of it. That includes Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel, his thoughts all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice. We'll have plenty of NFL preseason coverage as well and continued best bets on golf. Hey, maybe even a little live tour too. Why not? If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want, the cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. summer well <laughs> what a game what a game oh my goodness. Uh, it was it was great stuff from jamie and christian we always appreciate him coming on but while we for those of you watching with us on vsin.com or youtube tv when the graphics went up sean is over here fist pumping like he's at a rave uh because the Cavalado, colorado avalanche scored i think two goals yeah it was four three then it was four four then it was al's five four now it's tied at five five this game has been something else and uh after one period you thought maybe you're gonna get that under <sighs> not so much uh it is now sailed over oh. six goals in this third period and you have seen four from the Avalanche. Sean came on the air wondering, "Hey, do we do we play the Avs on to win this game?" You went ahead and did it. Yes, I got them plus twelve hundred to win in regulation. They're up five four with three minutes <laughs> and Sean's left. Over here oh man, can I even get the puck line? Sean's over here Jeez. wondering. Uh, when when are they going to pull the goalie? When, when are they going to oh. pull the goalie? And I'm telling you, if they get a stop on that one breakaway, they're probably going to pull the goalie. I mean, it was, it was right there. You know what's crazy? Oh, my goodness. And, and I know 
like look, I I love I love the NBA playoffs, Sean. But for an entertainment purposes, and now there's more to pick from. I I recognize that, but the NHL playoffs have been just absolutely top notch this postseason. And I'll say, college baseball is so damn entertaining. There's so much going on. <laughs> hey. It is wild. See, I think hockey's entertaining. College baseball no. is just stressful. Well, it's I mean, stressful. If, if you're, if you're don't bet- even, it ain't even ST. It's SK. It's stressful. <laughs> well, like, especially if you're betting it. I mean, yeah, it is super stressful. There's nothing called a lead in, in hockey. It's just, I mean, in college baseball. It's just how many innings they have left. By the way, uh, I, uh, I do have Texas State who just gave up a homer. So I'm riding with the Bobcats tonight. I think it was plus 155 to, uh, <sighs> to try to win that. But this Edmonton-Colorado game, we got 70 seconds to go. It is five to five. Can we get a Avs goal? I mean, this is a big swing. I mean, if they win it all, I still pick up some change. But if they are, oh, they were up five four. If they oh, oh hit the post, oh my goodness! This game has just been this is insane. The ice has been on tilt. This and now, is insane. Jesus is uh, is is riding in. So since we have uh, since we were at last spoke. Uh, about this game, we've had goals because we came back from break to bring in Jamie and right. talk NBA Finals, and Gabriel Landeskog had just scored to make it four to three or cut the deficit down to four to three. <sighs> While we were chatting with Jamie, Nathan McKinnon, good for you, Sean. Yes, I had uh, Nathan. Scores McK- oh, they got a breakaway! Come on, Miko Ratnan scored a power play goal to make it five four, and then Zach Cassian he tied it up. So we got 15 seconds to go. We will see if we get overtime here. Or if the Avs find the back of the net in the closing <laughs> seconds, this game. I mean, have have uh, the NHL playoffs, have the Stanley Cup playoffs delivered, or what? What <sighs> first round, Sean? We had what five game sevens, and uh, there's two seconds to go. We are going to get <laughs> overtime here. I got, I got hosed. See, part of me, Sean, wants to take Edmonton in overtime, but I don't want to go against you. I don't want to put the bad. I, I got hosed. I had twelve. What, 100, plus 1,200. Plus 1,200 to win in regulation. They went up five to four with three minutes left and couldn't hold it together. Oh, Colorado, come on. Mm, mm, mm. Well, well, it's 2.2 seconds left. Edmonton uh, to win this series still, still got a shot. Jeez. <laughs> oh, this is supposed to be 6 4 Colorado, and I could really peacock for the rest of the show. You <laughs> rightfully so. Look, you can still get what? What was? The, oh yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, if the abs win, I'm still good. Plus three sixty-seven. Yeah, yeah, you took a little bite at the apple at yeah. a little uh, as you are one to do <sighs> in regulation. Oh. And we are going to overtime. They stopped the clock. Overtime five to oh, five. Oh man, a total, Sean, of seventy-four shots in regulation, ten goals. And they will get a much-needed rest here and head into overtime. Wow. Wow. Five wow is right. Wow is right. One to nothing after one period. <sighs> Six goals in that third period. Absolutely incredible. Shades of what we saw in game one, that nine to or eight to six victory for the Colorado Avalanche. But in that one, they got the empty netter. Here, they, the Oilers hadn't pulled their goal Pavel, yet. Pavel Frankus let me down. I needed them to make one save. You made 30 of them. Yeah, I needed them to make one more save. 
And he had the puck, but he didn't secure it. So then the puck trickled behind him, and then they, they tipped it in on the rebound. Come on, Pavel. One save, man. Gosh. That's okay, though. Even the fact that I'm in this says a lot about Colorado. Oh, my gosh. I There was part of me, and, you know, I, I know they're they're the Avs. They're the most prolific scoring team in, in the league. But there was part of me when it was 4-2, and yeah. you were saying, eh, I was like, I don't know. At this point, it's you're on the road. Winning's hard. And I just wish I would have taken them just to win, put all of it on them just to win. But I had to take a bite yeah. at the end regulation. You had a chance. I know. You, well, let's, that was huge. So what for, let's see, Sean, for how long uh, did you have, You were you in the clear? It looks like you were there for just under, well, you were there for a minute and 49 seconds or 51 seconds. That's enough to give me some hope. You had that hope. You had that hope. Well, you had the thought because it went under four minutes. It and did. Now, and nowadays, they're pulling goalies sooner and sooner, yep. uh, you know, based off of analytics. And maybe you thought, okay, maybe Edmonton's going to pull the goalie here, get that extra man out there. Colorado's going to put this puppy away. You had a little puck line action, too. I did. <laughs> I mean, if if I if you had gotten Colorado puck line, I don't think you'd be able to. We need to on this show. We, we need to as a consensus and and viewers, you can chime into. There needs to be like a grace period, like when you get a bad beat, you're allowed to complain for X amount of time. But when you get like a fortunate win, like if you had hit that puck line, or let's just say one in regulation, you would have to be. You wouldn't be allowed to complain about a lost bet for like, I don't know, like three days. I would have been fine with that. Right. Yeah. I, I think there needs to be like, hey, I would have been to completely make fine with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I would have. Get a pushback from me. No. At all. So I do have a question. If you bet a total in a Major League Baseball game and the game gets called due to weather, that's a push? Okay. All right. Because I had over 10 in the Reds uh, Diamondbacks today, and I think they called it after 7. It was 7-0. Mm. And I'm, I'm convinced the Reds are going to get 10 by themselves. <laughs> I mean, Hunter Green looked like Doc Gooden today. I don't know what the Diamondbacks are doing at the plate. but I Me mean, and uh, me and Aaron Oster have a little Hunter Green to win Rookie of the Year. He has not gotten off to the greatest start. If we could get some more of those. understatement. If we could get a couple more of those, Hunter Green. schedule our Diamondbacks more. The Reds needed a win, though, after getting oh, what happened this obliterated by the Nationals. But on, see, on you should have been pulling for me because you got under on the win total for I'm the good. Nets. I'm good. No, what number you got? Under what? Under 71. Their win total was 71? Oh, wow. They could start multiplying and not get to that. See, it's sometimes you need to listen to your partner. I do listen to you. When I said they're not winning 71 games. I believe you. And you I know, never doubted that. You didn't. You called me a hater. But I never doubted. And then you didn't. I never addressed the fact that I thought they were not going to win 71 games. That was not. Look at the. That was not. No, no, that was not what the critique was about. When you see, when I told you that number and you watch what product is out there. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But see, I'm not going to let you get away with this because I never questioned whether there was any validity in you thinking they wouldn't go over seven. That was never the issue. The issue was that's the team you root for. So I wouldn't bet. Like, if I'm a diehard fan of a certain team, I'm not betting them to go under their pre-flop. Yeah, yeah. There's other ways I can get paid. Well, those teams, though, in my defense. Right now, I'm an Avs fan, to be honest. Those teams you know more about than any other team. And in baseball, I looked at that team that they were going to put out there. 
I said, you know what? They're probably better than the Reds, but they're not many better than many other teams. Proved it this weekend. Three out of four. Good job, Nats. Stay in the fight and win 70 games. It's the nightcap here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.